Hello and welcome back to Grazia Life Advice Podcast. How are you getting on with your new you in this new year? I, for one, am pretty much the same me, just maybe slightly better rested than I was before the Christmas holidays. I hope you are ready to hear some more words of encouragement from this week's guest. She is a singer-songwriter who first appeared on our screens in 2012 on X Factor. Hey, I'm Ella Henderson and I'm a UK singer-songwriter and my brand new single Brave is out now and I'm this week's guest on the Grazia Life Advice podcast. Ella tells us about having a big dream in a small town and looking after your mental health. There was definitely times when I was 18 where I'd be in a hotel room on my own and I didn't I don't think I knew what it was at the time. Looking back now I I understand it was probably anxiety. And we chat about the fear of missing out and being present with friends and family. I did it literally last night. I was watching the TV with my fella and I realised that I hadn't even watched the programme that I'd asked for him to put on for me. And I'm going to have to re-watch it all again because instead I was just, and I don't even know really what I was doing. As ever on this podcast, we hear Ella's worst piece of advice. And for her, it's a classic. Drunk texting an ex. If you haven't done it yet, then it will happen at some point in your life or you're going to go to do it. And uh, hopefully you've got a really strong-willed, defiant best friend with you that stops you from doing it. It was really great to talk to Ella Henderson. I loved her on X Factor, Guilty Pleasure, and I really enjoyed hearing about her lockdown hobbies, all of the inside gossip on X Factor and her social media approach. I really hope you enjoy it too. Hey Ella, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. It's really a pleasure to have you. How are you feeling? How are you feeling about the single being out in the world? Um, I mean, thank you for having me. I've been excited to do this. Um, Yeah, it feels very surreal finally having my first single from the new album come out because I feel like for me, it's been a long time coming. I mean, I haven't put an album out for nearly six, seven years. So um, to finally be here at the point where it's the first single from it, very excited, very nervous, but um, yeah, I, I, I think uh, ultimately I just know that I couldn't have given any more and I feel like if there's one song that kind of emulates everything of what I've gone through over the last few years and where I'm at in life, then Brave is exactly that. So um, yeah, I'm excited. Great, yeah. Um, and thank you so much for sharing some of your life advice with us today. I've had a read of your um, your advice beforehand, and I'm really looking forward to talking to you more about it all. So your first piece of advice is that you can achieve anything if you put your mind to it. Ella, tell me a bit about how this resonates yeah. for you and, and how it's worked in, in your own life. Well, for me, I think uh, if you didn't know, I'm a northern lass from Lincolnshire and I come from a very small village called Tetney within a very small town called Grimsby and um, things like what I do now with my life and my career just don't happen to people like me and where I come from so I think ultimately I I was often described as like the big fish in a small pond and uh, with that mindset comes a lot of like oh I'll never make it then and I'll never succeed in the career that's kind of for people that live in big cities and in, in those kind of places of the world where where things like this can happen to people so for me I think um one of the most important things in life is your mindset so when I say you can achieve anything, it is very, very true. I think it's so, so important, obviously with who you surround yourself with, but if you can try and grab hold of um, that inner belief in yourself and you are your constant driving force, your own number one fan, um, then that's going to take you a long, long way because it's funny, I'm the youngest of four 
I have a big family and I just always knew that I wanted to be involved with music as a kid, even though my family are very normal. My brother's a plumber. One of my brothers is in sales. My sister, she works in a carpet store. So like we're all so different. And um, I just always had a love for music. My dream was to be a songwriter and to write for other people and write for other artists. So that was my ultimate goal. And my dream was to be like, okay, I want to be like a Carol King um, and write for other people. I guess getting to the place I did, I can remember having a phone call from my dad being like, oh, you know, you're 16 and someone told me that there's this kind of open audition for X Factor this year. What's your thoughts on doing it? And I was like, do you know what? There's a new rule this year where you can audition with your own song. And all I was bothered about is having people hear what, um, what I do and getting feedback. I never in a million years thought I would get through to another round or get on the show. I just thought I was like the complete opposite of like your perfect kind of like pop star. Cause I'm not, I don't fit the mold for that. And, uh, yeah, I guess that kind of like introed me into, into this world. And, and I kept getting through the rounds and I kept telling myself, Oh my God, it's not going to happen. But like internally, I just did my best and, um, ended up on the live shows. And I think that kind of, um, it kind of shows you that if you just throw yourself at anything and have the mindset of, do you know what, whatever I'm facing and whatever's put in front of me, I'm just going to attack it with 110% commitment, then no dreams are ever that big. And then I can remember that like, nothing became unrealistic from that point for me. I think when I ended up on that live shows, I shocked myself. So then when I came off the show and had the opportunity to sign into a record deal at 16 years old, I shocked myself again. Um, and all these things began to happen. So it's like, I started to create new goals and I was like, okay, by the time I'm 18, I want to put an, a record out and put an album out. And that's what I did. Um, I mean, in the back of my mind that I never kind of told anyone about, but I definitely kind of soul searched and was definitely like always visualizing was I want a number one but you know I thought that'd happen very later on in my career so when I released Ghost and to see it go to number one was just unbelievable at the time it did and and followed by the album going to number one and I think they're just all pure examples of I think sometimes people think oh at 16 18 years old I just went on a TV show and it all just kind of happened for me. It really didn't. Like I started gigging and performing from the age of 10, 11. Like me and my dad used to go around doing workmen's pubs, weddings. My dad had a PA system in the back of his car. My dad has nothing to do with music, by the way. He's just a businessman and literally uh, just wanted the best, knew my love and passion for music and I just wanted experience. So we'd go around everywhere, all around the country um, and those kind of life lessons really taught and instilled in me that, okay, like if you really want it, you've got to give it everything you want and never let anybody take your mind off it. Cause there's so many times, even certain family members would turn around and be like, you're crazy. You're like, why are you spending all your weekends as a kid doing that? Like you could just be having fun or you could be going out as a teenager, but I was adamant. That's what I wanted to do. And I just didn't take my mind or my, or my eyes off, off the goal. So your second piece of advice is that it's perfectly normal to not be happy all of the time. Is there a sense that because you've achieved all of this amazing stuff, therefore you must be happy? <laughs> you've got everything you wanted. Voila, there is your happy life on a plate. For sure. And did you feel that? And how do you feel about sort of not being happy all the time? Yeah, I mean, obviously for me, it was a strange one because it happened when I was so young and no one can kind of teach your show you the ropes of what happens when a single goes to number one or if you have a lot of success this is what happens you kind of just have to learn it as you go and as much as I look back on that time and it was incredible and amazing and I had some in 
insane experiences and literally my song took me to other parts of the world where I know I would never have visited them in my lifespan if it wasn't for my music so that was all amazing but there was definitely times when I was 18 where I'd be in a hotel room on my own and I didn't I don't think I knew what it was at the time looking back now I, I understand it was probably anxiety but at the time I was so young I had no idea what that feeling was and I felt very alone and at times didn't understand why I had all this incredible thing happening in my life but at times I just didn't feel happy all the time and I felt a level of guilt for that for quite some time but learning over the years and meeting I don't know my therapist or talking about it more openly as I've got older and actually exploring it what that actually is just learning that it is so perfectly normal to not be happy all the time and that feeling anxious about certain situations is just so human like you're not a human if you don't fear things and and even things like change I I, I think I'm the type of character where I can get quite comfortable with certain things so when there was big changes, I would often feel very uncomfortable in those circumstances. And that's just so normal and so relatable for so many people in whatever job or career you do. Um, and I guess just to know as well that from from that as well, you can, if you can get through those times and, and try and work out, okay, what is it that's going to make me feel more relaxed out of it? you become such a stronger and, uh, and and better person. I mean, for me, I feel like it, it it really helps me build a lot within my character of having a closer understanding of of who I am as a, as a human being, aside from who I am as an artist. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really important. Yeah. Ella, can you tell us your third piece of life advice? Okay, my third piece would be to simply tell the people who you love that you love them more often. I guess it sounds really, really simple and you probably hear that and think, oh, but I do say I love you, mum, and this and that. But I'm talking about people that maybe, you know, that we just take for granted in life. You know, whether it's our elderly family members that you think are just going to be around forever because they're not. You know, I have a nan that is literally my everything. I kind of had a deep, meaningful conversation with my nanny um, not so long ago and um I don't know, just all the stories she has to tell to me as well. And and, and I want to know them all before she's gone. I don't have any regrets. So sometimes I just think we can get so caught up in our own lives and we get so busy and so stressed with with things that we don't really need to let ourselves get stressed by. Um, that sometimes it's just really important to pick up the phone to someone or even a text and just to kind of let somebody know that you love them. I think that's really important. And especially for people that live on their own, like my nan lives on her own. And I know that when I do send her a text or drop her a message or give her a really quick call just to let her know I love her and I'm thinking of her, it means the absolute world to her. Yeah. So um, what does yeah. your nan think of your um, amazing success? Has she been your biggest fan? Oh, she's so proud. Like anything I do and everything I do, she's so proud. She has like all the newspaper cuttings out of me in her house, pictures of me. Um, she like goes to like the local bars and goes to the local hairdressers and everybody knows that she's my nan. She's, <laughs> she, um, she loves it. She, um, she's, she's just super proud. And I think as a granddaughter, she always saw me as a grandchild because it was actually her husband, my granddad, that really got me into music as well as a kid. So I think it's really close to her that... You know, we always say that we wish my granddad could have seen what's happened, but we always say he is watching over me now to see what I've what I've achieved so far in my life. And I think that's probably why we have this really close bond is just because of that. Mm. We're just going to jump onto a quick advert break, but we will be right back with Ella Henderson. 
And we're back with Ella Henderson, who is sharing her life advice with us. And her fourth piece of advice is really to check in on others. Is this something that you found yourself doing more of, particularly over lockdowns and during the pandemic? And also, I guess my question is, do you sometimes feel like people don't check in enough on you? I think there's a mixture of the two, you know. I think especially since COVID and obviously like the major lockdowns, I think for me, that was like a pinnacle time where I realized, wow, like I knew who my real friends were and I was so there for them as well. And um, I guess I just forgot the importance of checking in on people. Um, And I I feel like when we had a lot more time on our hands and nothing was going on in the world, that we had the time to do that as well. Um, So whether it was my best friend who actually really, really struggled in lockdown and he was in the countryside with just his mum and I, I would ring him all the time and just make sure he's doing okay. And there was moments when I really struggled and vice versa, he'd ring me and check in. And it was just this perfect balance of when you were dipping, like the other person, you knew this person was there for you, ready to cheer you up and just help you through it. And it just feels great. It feels like, oh, okay, I'm not alone. Oh, okay, somebody actually cares about me. Because you can sometimes go to these real low lows where you think, oh, uh, no one's really bothered. Like, what am I even doing with my life? Um, And even, it was really nice in the initial first lockdown, I actually was at my parents up north and it's the first time I've ever spent that much time with my mum and dad since I was about 14 years old how did that go do you know what it was so much fun I really loved it and I think I really needed it I'm 25 years old now and I don't think I realized the importance of sitting outside the back door with my mum and a cup of tea um for me that was like the most grounding thing I think I've had in a long time because almost Um, that period of time had been taken from you by doing X Factor and kind of traveling and you missed out maybe on some of that home time. For sure. And nothing beats like physically being with someone you love. I think I ring my mum nearly every day and we chat and I I check in on her and she just asks and that is one person in my life. Well, her and my dad are always just checking, are you okay? And they just want to know how Gabriella is, not how Ella is. They just want to make sure I'm okay. But being at home and being around my mum was amazing because I realized I never really often ask how my mum is. And it was really nice to just sit there with her and ask if she's okay, because she's obviously always worried about me. I'm always here, there and everywhere. But just because my mum has maybe a slower paced life now and she's up north doing her own thing, like doesn't mean that she's going to be okay every day. So it was really refreshing for me to just like be around that environment again. And, um, but yeah, the importance of that is just unbelievable. Um, I think, and I think just like taking care of yourself and taking care of others is, is, it's so simple, but like an act of kindness is just so huge. Yeah. And also on the flip of that is feeling comfortable reaching out to others and asking for help or contact or support in whatever way because I think sometimes when you're feeling alienated and you can feel that thing you said of like nobody's phoned me nobody's texted me and you can get into a bit of a cycle and you you, it stops you from reaching out to them for sure and I think just because somebody's silent doesn't mean that they're they're doing fine and okay it could actually mean the opposite so sometimes it's just really good to to check in Mm. what's your fifth piece of advice my next piece of advice would be to be yourself and to not let anybody make you feel like you are not enough. Mm. This is something that I would say I'm I'm definitely not there yet where I'm like, oh yeah, I live this mantra every single day of my life, but it's one mantra that I am on a journey with and I try so hard to 
to put into place because it's just so easy to kind of put yourself on the back foot and to just sometimes make you feel like oh okay I thought I was doing really well but now I've just seen that that person's like earned more than me this year or they've achieved this this year or even down to like oh well that's happened to them why has it not happened to me and I think one of the biggest pieces of advice that I could say on this podcast would be to trust the timing of your own life. Mm-hmm. Um, because for me, I've realized there's so many people that are, you know, women and uh, that are around me in this industry, but like, I want to empower them and I'd love them to empower me. So I'm all about like not feeling jealousy about being grateful for the fact that I'm doing what I'm doing and realizing, okay, well that's happened to this person at that time for them because that was right for them. That doesn't mean it was right for me. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's important tough, to kind of though. Like I really get that. And I think that that's brilliant to feel like that, but the reality yeah. of that is, can be really hard, especially Absolutely. I can imagine in your industry. And if, you know, when you're not putting out music, seeing other people coming in, putting out music, you're yeah. instinctively going to be sort of comparing yourself For to sure. them, aren't you? I also think as well with um, not feeling good enough in yourself can come a lot from self-comparison to things that are just, you know, we do it all the time, whether or not we realize it. And it's not just in my job and my career. I watch my nephews do it. I watch my niece even do it. And she's so young. Um it's just constantly surrounding us where we we self com- we, we compare ourselves to things that are just nothing like ourselves. And I don't know why we do it. It must be something that's like very human nature. But if you can kind of grasp the idea of, oh, actually, well, I'm really comfortable and confident with how I am. And just because that's right for someone else doesn't mean it's right for me. Yeah. Do you have any tips on how to kind of do that in a bit more of a practical sense, like turning off social media or... Yeah, yourself with your for f- sure. good people. I think sometimes it's really, really good. Like I'm all for social media in the sense of how I love to use my platform is to spread positivity, say what I need to say on there and also to just have a laugh and for let, to let people in. I use it as a form of, okay, I want people to know my personality because you're going to hear my music, but here's an outlet where you can really get to know me on another level. But there's definitely... I know, I know that I sometimes have weekends where I literally put turn my phone off or I, I just completely delete my social media apps and then I reinstall them on a Monday because I know that I'm going to see my family that weekend or I'm going to see one of my friends and it's like I would rather live presently than be looking through a phone and kind of getting this thing called FOMO which we all <laughs> experience where we think we're in the wrong place at the wrong time and we're just not because that's not how life ever was or was ever meant to be we just need to focus on 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 the good things that are, that are happening presently sometimes to us because it's so easy to get caught up and worry about the next steps ahead or things that are coming up or why was I not invited to that party why am I here at home with the dog and it's actually like well if you got if you never saw that and you just put the dog on a lead and went out for a walk with the dog you'd probably have looked at the trees seen the nature or seen something or gone for a coffee and and just had a really lovely time with yourself which is just as important as spending time with others so Mm. I think um sometimes it's really good to just have little blackouts of just coming out of all of that I think that's such good advice and I think I'm going to take that advice actually because I've started noticing like it's I'm just not present in anything because I'm always just mindlessly scrolling Instagram and looking at other yeah. people. It's like I'm not even enjoying this. Why am I doing it? It's just yeah, such we a do habit. it a lot. Yeah, to just turn that off and like be in a moment. Like I don't think I can even watch TV anymore without looking at no, my phone. No, I least did it literally last night. I was watching the TV with my fella and 
I realized that I hadn't even watched the program that I'd asked for him to put on for me. <laughs> and I'm going to have to rewatch it all again because instead I was just, and I don't even know really what I was doing and we're all guilty of it. And that's kind of what I'm saying. I'm not here to give advice because I'm perfect and I don't yeah. do it. I'm literally here saying like, I literally am like the first culprit here. So it's, um, and it's so healthy if you can find that right balance of doing that. Yeah, definitely. Your sixth piece of advice um, is to have the inner belief and self-confidence that you're right when you're supposed to be and to live more presently. Yeah. Um, what do you what do you mean by this? I mean, kind of following on from what we were just saying, it's all about living more presently. Mm. And that's something that I'm really starting to learn at the age I'm at now is um, is not stressing too much about it. It's, it's amazing to set goals and to set, you know, where, where you want to be in the next five years or the next year or the next six months. Like that's completely down to you. But I think what is really unhealthy is when you're in a present moment to constantly worry about something that's not even happened yet. Right. And we all tend to do it quite a lot. You know, there's a difference between being nervous about something because you're prepping for something and then there's actually like worrying about something that which you literally have no control over. Um, and there's just no point in that. Um, and it's so easy to, for me to sit here and say that now because in those moments, we all do it. Um, I do it all the time. I worry about things where it's like, actually, if I just surrendered to it and realized I don't have control of this and actually focused on the thing that I do have control over and the power, the power with, I'm going to feel more centered. I'm going to feel stronger. I'm going to feel more positive. So yeah, I think that's, um, that's probably like maybe as I've got into my twenties is something that I'm only just starting to learn. Yeah. And that inner belief and self-confidence, is there anything else that you've done in your life up to that point, this point that's really helped you get to that place of having that inner belief? Absolutely. I would say for me, um, it's so important who you surround yourself with in life. So whatever you want out of life, you know, I realized just as much as, you know, having people that uplift you and um, are there for you and want the best for you, I actually should be surrounding myself also with people that inspire me. I want to constantly be around people that I'm inspired by and and vice versa. And if you go through life like that, then you're just constantly growing and evolving and becoming the best version of yourself day by day. And you never get stuck in this place where you're just complacent. Um, I used to be this person where I was really like, I think when I first came into the industry and had a lot of success, I, I used to get nervous about making new friends because I would be worried, oh, do they like me for me or do they like me for what I do and, and, and the name that comes with it and the job. So... I think that for me has been a self journey in itself of of having inner belief in myself to know, okay, no, I'm going to take the judgment of this person that they do like me for me and my character. And uh, they've given me no reason not to, not to think that and realizing that it's just as important to let, let people into your life um, slowly and gradually and actually realize, okay, no, they really inspire me. And that's why I'm letting them into my life. And that's why I want to take something from that. But I definitely say as well with like my self-confidence as well, that's something that I think it's funny. I speak to young teenagers, some of my fans, people my age, my mates, and then I can speak to my mum who's in her fifties and I think self-confidence is just something that we are always, always going to have a battle with through life. Um, So for me, I would say that anybody um, that oozes confidence throughout life is either superhuman or you're really narcissistic (laughs) or you're really lucky. (laughs) Um, Because I don't know, for me, that's just not, that's not human. Like we're all going to have days where we don't feel the best versions of ourselves. But for me, um, 
little little tips that I can give is because is is things like I started especially in the lockdown going for little walks switching off putting a podcast on um and and just starting to do these little things that kind of nobody else told me to do them I chose to do these things for me and they make me feel better um I've even just started dance classes one-on-one dance classes for myself um with an instructor and God knows what I look like doing it, but I love dancing and I've chosen to do something where one, it's exercise, it's going to release like mega happy endorphins. And then I'm going to also be feeling fitter and stronger. And on top of it, I, I love music and it involves music and I'm moving. And when I come away from it and I'm dripping with sweat, I'm like, do you know what? I got up out the bed this morning, was so excited to go do this. Whereas normally I used to be like, oh, I'm off to the gym and I, I didn't like it. So sometimes it's about like adapting things to make it better for you and the type of person you are and the character you are and also I just say like particularly in lockdown it's it's really important to kind of do those things that are just for you and that nobody else has anything or any involvement in doing you know whether that's picking up a pen to start drawing and doodling on some paper or getting things out that are in your mind um starting an online degree starting piano lessons singing lessons whatever it is that you want to do um, and you think, oh, I don't know. And you're umming and ahhing. Like if you're in a position where you can do it, I would just say go for it and give it a go because you never know the outcome. And also, I just think you'll always regret it if you didn't. Mm. And sometimes it can just be so nice to be a different version of yourself in a different context. Like we're Absolutely. so sort of stuck in our ways and our dynamics with our friends and our parents and our colleagues. Yeah. To just go and do a dance class where you can just be... I guess it's yeah. like your deepest self. Like there's no one that you know judging Absolutely. you or reflecting a different idea of you back at yourself. Even in um, even in the lockdown, I forgot how much, because I'm so busy in my life, I forgot how much I love cooking. My mum is the best cook ever. Like I know everyone says, oh, my, either your mum's like the worst cook ever or she's the <laughs> best, but my mum's phenomenal at cooking. And just being back in the kitchen with her as well, which is still like quite a creative thing and it heightens all your senses and, it just made me feel really calm and relaxed and mm. um, being in a kitchen with her and and chopping up food and learning new recipes. And, you know, I've taken that on again, even coming out of the lockdowns and get back into work. I do now take the time to at least once or twice a week. I do go buy my ingredients and cook for myself again. So I really, really enjoy it. It's really and, grounding. Um, I get satisfaction out of it. Yeah, yeah, I do. And and also like serving it to my boyfriend. <laughs> I'm like, I made this like, and it, it, I don't know, It's it, even that is just a little thing that you should be proud mm-hmm. of that you've done that day. You've given us so, so much great advice today. We're just going to leave with um, some really bad advice. So <laughs> um, what is your bad advice for us? Okay, I had a long, hard think about this um, and I was trying to think of something that's appropriate, but I'd probably say um, my bad advice would be texting your ex when you're Mm -hmm. drunk. If you haven't done it yet, then it will happen at some point in your life or you're going to go to do it. And uh, hopefully you've got a really strong-willed, defiant best friend with you that stops you from doing it. Um, If not, you're going to wake up in the morning and just regret it. Like, and And that's the thing, I think... I've experienced it. I've, I'm a corporate of it. I've done it in the past. Um, we all have. And uh, it's the worst feelings in the moment. You're like, oh, you go to do it. And it's the next day, the feeling or even sometimes after five minutes of pass, you're like, why did oh, I do that? Yeah. And you just want to go back and delete it. Um, yeah. And also there's nothing wrong with being vulnerable. But I think sometimes having a good long think about 
an action before you mm. go and do it is sometimes a good thing. Yeah, which is where the being drunk element comes in because you've just lost oh, your gosh, yeah. capabilities. You've lost all in a bit. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, thank you so much, Ella. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you. So much really nice practical advice that actually any of us listening can just go and do some of the things that you um, talked about today um, as well as sort of bigger thinking as well so it's been brilliant thank you so much oh thank you for having me and best of luck with the new single thank you thanks so much thanks for being with us for this week's grazia life advice and thanks again to ella henderson for sharing her life tips I really hope you've enjoyed today's show. As we always say, it really helps us out if you get a chance to leave a review in your podcast player. But for now, bye-bye, and I'll be back next week.